0: 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on
1: 6.30 Chad.
0: A couple of unlikely goal scores for the Winnipeg Jets tonight. Tucker Pullman and Dominic Toninato. He gets the winner and the Winnipeg Jets win game one 4-1 over the Edmonton Oilers. Kyle Connor and Blake Wheeler scored late empty netters. Jesse Pugliarvi had a Edmonton's only goal of the game. Gave him a 1-0 lead with 11.36 left in the second period. Thanks a lot for Tuning in tonight, Heartland Ford overtime open line from the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Center along with Rob Brown. I am Reed Wilkins. The final shots on goal in this game, 33-22 in favor of the Oilers. And it is Connor Hellbuck stopping 32 of those 33 to get the win.
2: He, he was excellent, Reid. Uh, that was the one X factor coming into this series. Was is he going to regain the form that we saw last year when he won the Vezina or is he going to be the goaltender that the Oilers feasted on this season and he's got the ability to win hockey games by himself. I, I don't think he was tested with a lot of grade A scoring chances tonight but the ones that he did face he looked comfortable. He looked in control. He didn't give up a lot of rebounds. And there were a few tricky ones. The, the, the one late in the game, Drysaddle, steals it in spinorama, and he gets his toe on it. Bear walks in, gets two whacks at it. Uh, he was good. And the Winnipeg Jets came in with a game plan. They weren't going to get into a track meet. They were going to try and win this game 2-1 and wait for their breaks, wait for their bounces, and they did that. And the one thing that we, we've talked about coming into this series, they got the X-Factory and the Vezina Trophy winning goaltender, and they got good depth. This is a Winnipeg Jet team up front that was missing two of their top five best players, including, I think, their best player in Ealers. They have other guys thrown in there, and their fourth-line gets sets up both goals. That's the kind of depth that Winnipeg has. Uh, they're able to roll lines, and tonight they got – one bounce more than the Edmonton Oilers, and because of that, they got a one nothing lead in the series. Rob, well, you and I have talked about this at times throughout the season, and I, I'm going
0: to bring it up again tonight, and I still do not think, and I know the Oilers had a good season, 35-19-2, great record, but I still do not think they're a very good starting team. Mm-hmm. And I, I think some of the games in which they had a lead in the regular season they they jumped on bad goaltending yep. few games against Ottawa and I'm not saying it was every game but I I looked at this game tonight and you're at home you're the favorite team as you mentioned you're playing a team with a couple of important players out of the lineup okay let's dictate the game I remember talking to Alex Chase on a couple of years ago and he was on the Washington team and he said our goal was to come out and absolutely blitz the opponent in the first 10 minutes and try to get up 2 nothing. Now, Edmonton's not as good as those mm-hmm. really good Washington teams, but, but they're not a bad team. And that's, I, I think, the biggest disappointment for me tonight. And we'll talk about the rest of the game. And I know they had some good chances, especially in the second period and had a little bit of late pressure. But it took eight and a half minutes to get a shot. At one point, the shots were, you know, four-two for Winnipeg mm-hmm. with about eight or nine minutes left in the first period, and that's what I really wanted to see tonight. It was energy, multiple body checks, multiple pucks being thrown on net, creating a frenzy around the other team's net. And I and I know Winnipeg did their part to prevent that, to a, to a degree. I, I but I don't think the Oilers came in with enough of that bully mentality. I'll call it in the opening ten.
2: It's- when I used to play, we used to go into a lot of arenas, especially good teams. And the one phrase that was always said before the game is we got to weather the storm. Weather the storm. They're going to come out hard. If we get through the first 10 minutes, you know, even after 10 minutes, okay, then we're going to be set up for the rest of the game. That's the one thing that teams have not had to do against the Oilers this year is weather a storm early. Uh, the Oilers are a slow-starting team. Uh, normally, we and we've seen it a number of times where their goaltenders have had to make huge saves in the first five, seven minutes of a hockey game. We know we talk about how many times the first shot on net has gone in against the Oilers, but there's also a huge number of uh, of times where the Oilers uh, had to get great goaltending, get bailed out by the goalies early in hockey games, and allow them to find their legs. Uh, you're right. This is a Winnipeg Jet team that was coming in as massive underdogs. Uh, they, the Oilers feasted on them, beat him up all season long. Their goaltender struggled against them. Uh, their Two of their best players are not in the lineup. A couple other players just coming back from injury, Stasny and Kopp, they missed some time. This was a chance for the Oilers to really pressure them early in the hockey game and really set the tone for, for the entire playoff series, saying, all right, this is what you're going to see from us. Are you capable of keeping up with this and you didn't see it it was eight and a half minutes before they got their first shot uh with eight minutes to go in the period they'd only had two shots this is a vesna trophy winning goaltender you they don't don't just hand those out they don't just you know it's what they pull a name out of a hat we're going to give this guy the best goalie award he's good so if you're only getting six seven shots in a period the first period of the first game of a series you're not testing that guy. He had, I, I, I'm sure he's a confident man, but there's got to be some lingering questions in his mind. How have the Oilers burned me so bad this season? Am I going to be able to be better? Well, in the first period, he got to ease into this game as well because he wasn't really tested. So, yes, I agree with you. The Oilers needed to come out with fire. Where they, It's one of those ones where, okay, if your name is Drysettler or McDavid, make plays at the red line in the first 10 minutes of the game. If your name is anything other than those two, I want that puck dumped in and I want to get a four check going because the weakness of the Winnipeg Jets is defenseman number four, five, and six, and the Oilers really didn't take advantage of that as much as they could have and should
0: have. 4-1, the Jets win it. That means a $100 donation to 630 Chet santos Anonymous, courtesy James H. Brown and Associate Serious Injury Lawyers. They've been giving $100 for every Oilers goal throughout the season. The total, regular season and playoffs combined, now up to $18,400 really looking at this game it's 0-0 after the first period the jets probably should have been ahead kyle connor who has one of the best wrist shots in the league an incredible release passes up what <laughs> looked like a an open chance to shoot to a to a covered player i mean sometimes it's like okay well maybe he thought the guy was more open than he was but it passes to a covered player mark shifley who's often automatic from where <clears> he <throat> got that shot on the three-on-one shot the puck over the net and mike smith made a couple of other nice saves in tight so really I, I after the first period i'm thinking okay the shots were only six six but winnipeg probably should have a goal or two and then the second period and, and the oilers did take over yes and, and then they did start pressuring the the jets defense and they get a eight advantage in shots on goal they're keeping tons of pucks alive the, the puck was hardly ever in, in edmonton's end and then at the, at the end of that period i'm thinking okay now now the, the tables are turned the oilers should be ahead, and it's only one-one, and now it's a, a bounce or something crazy happening from the Jets getting the lead.
2: Well, going back to the first period, yeah, uh, Connors, who's the best goal scorer in the lineup for the for the Winnipeg Jets right now, yeah, he he, he passed up a partial breakaway shot, and then uh, Shifley, who's we talk about Leon Dreisel and his one-timer, and you and I talk about one-timers all the time. Shifley is he's in the top five best in the in the National Hockey League one-timing, it. he misses an open net. What happened in the second period is what I talked about the first. The Winnipeg Jets weathered the storm in the second period, which allowed them to play even up going into the third. Okay, let's go
0: into the Zoom room for Mattress Superstore. Give them five minutes, and they'll give you the best sleep of your life. Take the Sleepology body scan and take the guesswork out of buying a mattress. Here's Oilers head coach Dave Tippett.
3: Dave, uh, just wondering about what you thought of your overall performance. Is this one of those games where, you know, you pretty much did most everything right except for the score? Uh, you keep going like you're going and
4: things will work out for you, or there were some fundamental issues that you want to change uh, moving forward? No, uh, it's playoff hockey. It's tight. It's tight. There's, you know, they got a break on, uh, break on the winning goal, and then the first... Uh, the first uh, empty net goal hits the referee's stick and goes. I mean, that's the way games are. They're going to be tight. You got to capitalize on some chances. There's some. There's some things I think that we can do better. Some execution that we uh, can clean up a little bit. But it's that's how it's going to be. It's going to be tight hockey. They, a couple of guys mentioned there were some you know early jitters in the first period. Is that kind of what you saw? And then once once they settled in, that was more of the team that you saw during the course of the regular season. Mm, yeah, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, that's maybe behind some of the puck play. We had a couple of, uh, you know, just some plays that you'd like to see. They'd end up being turnovers going the other way. Uh, one outnumbered chance that they didn't get a chance on. One that they did near the end of the period, where we just turned the pucks over a little bit. Are just we we're trying to do the right thing, just didn't get it done. So, at, uh, you know, you got to you got to make your breaks. You got to find find ways to get the puck in the back of the net, but you can't give anything away. That's playoff hockey. Playoff hockey at its best. Jason Greger, TSN
5: 1260. Dave, you, you you know you mentioned playoff hockey was tight. You know you had a few chances, maybe that you you know you would have liked to capitalize on. Um, did did what did you notice different for them? It seemed whenever Mike was out to play the puck, they would just kind of sit back and, and almost retreat, so you weren't able to get as much speed coming out of your own zone.
4: Yeah, I mean it's. Uh... Yeah, it's... I mean, they wanted to play a tight checking game. You know, we uh, we didn't execute well enough coming out of our zone, maybe. Uh, you know, there's there's some things I just think we can do better.
5: Well, Yarvi's first playoff game might have been your best forward all night. He seems, with his big body, kind of suited for this
4: type of hockey. Yeah, he is. That's playoff hockey, finding, finding loose pucks, getting pucks on net, getting around the net. That's where... Uh, that's where the games are going to end up being, right around there. Derek Dies, post-media.
6: Hey, Dave, that second period, you guys were dominant for a while there, and, but you came out of it 1-1. Is that, when you play a period like that, do you, do you need to come out of it ahead? Is that one of the keys to winning here?
4: Well, I mean, you're trying to get ahead, but it's a uh, it's tight game, you know. It's, you, you know, you get some chances, you'd like to bury a chance, but when it doesn't go in, you got to stay with it. And that's... Uh, you know, that's that's how I expect all the games to be right there. They're going to be tight. you got to capitalize on a chance, and you can't give much away. And um, usually the team that gets a break here or there, um, you know, ends up on the, on the winning end.
6: And they seem to collapse a lot around the net. Um, and it looks like your defensemen will have opportunities to get shots through, I guess. Is that going to be a key as well? Because it looks like... On some occasions, they just—they were able to have a lot of time and space
4: up the uh, uh Playoff hockey is tight hockey. You're you collapse around your net. You're hard on the walls. You're doing little things right. That's playoff hockey. That's why it's so tight. You know, so both teams are trying to do the same thing that way. It's uh, like I say, it's finding ways to capitalize on an opportunity here or there. It was a disciplined game. Only one power play in the game. I mean, there's that—that's—that's that's just the way it's going to be for both teams.
7: Daniel Andrew
8: Bowman The Athletic. Uh, Dave, um, Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl were so uh, good against the, the Jets with you know putting up points. Obviously they didn't tonight, but what did you see from, from them? Because they did have some chances.
4: Well, I see playoff hockey. It's the same for them as everybody else huh? on it. just it's gonna be tight. You know, that's that's the way it is. It's you can look back all the all the regular season you want. This is playoff hockey. It's gonna be tight. Space is at a premium out there.
8: Can you, uh, you, as the Oilers, win this series without more contributions from the bottom six to support them?
4: Uh, you got to take one game at a time and just play it play it hard. We like what we've done all year. We've, we've got a confident group, and, uh, you know, we'll re-rock and get ready for game two.
7: Jim Matheson, Post Media. Uh, Dave. Um, did you get enough second chances tonight? Hellebuck obviously played much better in this game than he has in some other games in the in the league play. Did you get enough second chances? Uh,
4: well, Jim, you know the the game is the game is tight. There wasn't a lot of second chances in game overall. So that's playoff hockey. Like that's if you expected breakaways and two on ones here, that's you know that's not the way the game's played now. And did they do
7: anything to connor differently than you saw in the regular season
4: like i say it's just it's playoff hockey everything's tighter space is tighter
8: terry jones post media
9: uh, dave all year long you played uh, two game series uh, does that really uh, uh come into benefit now going forward
4: I don't. Know. I mean, it's you, the whole season you play this. I mean, we played these guys nine times. So whether you play it two in a row or three in a row, I mean, it's. I guess you've had practice at it this year, so you, you understand what it is. But playoffs is a different animal. Your every game means so much. So that's uh, that's where we're at. Yeah. The, the other thing is, is
9: uh, uh, the the ability to turn the page. And and go to Game Two, mm-hmm. uh, leave the last game behind, uh, uh, which is playoffs. Uh, is this team uh, has not a lot of experience dealing
4: with that? How uh, do how do you, how do you uh, go forward on that? You just told you just told me Terry that we did it all year, so we must have some experience somewhere on it. Yeah, I've previous previous this year, but I think yeah. the answer might question. Thank
7: yeah. you. Reiner Schogg, DSN.
3: Dave you've talked a couple times here about how, how tight it is out there and that's playoff hockey so uh, you know I guess the question is when when the game is going that way what's the what's the solution to, to get results in a game like that what do you need to see from your guys in fighting through that was there enough of it tonight
4: well, you got to find a way to capitalize on some of your chances and take some of theirs away It's as simple as that
3: they uh they came out hitting quite a bit. How do you think your team sort of managed in a game where, where they wanted to be really physical? Do you feel like you absorbed it and
4: gave it up back? I looked at that sheet on the hits. I think that must have been counted by two. Is it didn't feel like a 68 to 50 hit game.
7: Thank you. If there are no more questions, this includes... Okay,
0: that's 7th Oilers head coach Dave Tippett after a 4-1 loss to the Winnipeg Jets. Didn't offer a lot of detail. It is playoff hockey as he noted, and there is not a lot of space out there. He did reference a couple of things that he thinks they need to do better, and he made a bit of a comment about, uh, I think, maybe being a little bit cleaner with some passes and stuff. Robbie, I mean, if you're sitting there thinking, okay, what are a couple of things the Oilers have to tweak, what would they be?
2: Um, I, I Probably more traffic in front, and that's sometimes easier said than done. The one thing that Winnipeg does, I'm, I, I don't think their five six defensemen are as strong as other teams but they're big so sometimes it's hard getting to the front of the net just because you got to go through a forest to get there uh they probably need to do that um the, probably as dave tippet talks some cleaner breakouts getting out somehow try to find uh leon and connor with speed now the problem with that is Winnipeg's doing their best to not allow them to have it. So sometimes you got to go in deeper. Connor's got to go back, maybe behind his net, pick up speed that way, force the the Winnipeg Jet players to come in deep and deep and try and chase them down. Uh, I, again, and, and I agree with it. Was funny. Um, uh, Tippett's not giving a whole lot, and and why would you? You're playing the same team possibly six more times here here's what they're doing to us and this is why they're successful I mean of course he's not going to tell you uh but what he what he talked about and I agree with and you and I talked earlier is this game was close it was tight and it was one bounce either way the the Oilers easily could have won this game they weren't outplayed this wasn't a game where the Winnipeg Jets were the better team this was a game that I thought both were fairly even uh probably was one save better than Mike Smith so, uh, there, there are improvements, you always execute a little better, and The one thing that you're not going to see a a lot of, and we saw that tonight, not a lot of power plays. So you have to fight through things. You're not going to get a a cheap call because there was a number of calls both ways that could have been called. Just like all the playoff series that we're watching, they're allowing the players to play. And if that's the case, you can be a little more physical, but you're also going to have to fight through a little bit more.
0: Oilers 0 for 1 on the power play. The Jets did not get a power play. Ethan Bear was going to get a penalty when he slashed blake wheeler but wheeler scored and actually that they would have just counted the goal anyway even if the puck had rolled off wheeler's stick when a guy has a breakaway into uh into an empty net so the jets win at 4-1 you can get us on the certainty hotline certainty professional grade building materials 780-496-0063 we have scott standing by scott thanks a lot for giving us a call go ahead hey
10: guys uh how's your night going very well that's good. Um, yeah, just some comments I had, uh, just kind of touching base on what you guys already mentioned. Um, I, I honestly just think, um, you know, Edmonton, it, it's so built for the power play, and, you know, in my opinion, and obviously it's the playoffs, right? Like, the teams just they got to get used to that, understand that, and, you know, hopefully next game they do, uh, or they prepare for it as, the, as they should. Um, second point I just wanted to, to make was, I feel like next game. Uh, obviously, you know it's a seven-game series, but I feel it—it it kind of to me feels like a must-win. Um, so if I don't know, I feel like they really should just front up the nuclear line: McDavid, dry side the Poop. You know, you know, Puglia RV and uh, that's just my thoughts. And my third point I just wanted to make was. I know we shouldn't panic as fans. Vegas lost the first game, bounced back, so I think everyone should, should just, uh, you know, stay positive. But, yeah, those are my points, and I just wanted to see your guys' thoughts about, uh, you know, changing up the lines and maybe seeing, yeah. you know, what the uh, next steps would be. So I'll just yep. uh, hang up and listen to it, guys, what you have to say. Appreciate that.
0: Well, I'm not going to tell people. I personally... I'm not panicking, but I learned a long time ago you can't tell people how to feel. <laughs> uh, but we'll talk about our adjustment of the game for Alberta's chiropractors. If it hurts to see a chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com slash hockey. Would you go Big David and a dry sidle together?
2: Yes, I would. Uh, the Oilers didn't generate a whole lot until they put those two together. And when they did, they had a number of great scoring chances. I mean, they played practically, oh, I would say nine of the last 12 minutes. Uh, of the game and that's when they were there at their best and we saw that in the first period a little bit We saw it in the second period that Dave Tippett went to that line a couple times uh, Yes, uh, in Winnipeg. I don't know if Winnipeg can can handle them together And I so I I do believe you'll see both next game. I see you'll see them together and apart. But I would start them together and, and for the reason that you've just alluded to a little earlier in the broadcast to Get off to a good start and we've seen what they're capable of doing when they're playing together. Start them and see if you can set the tone in the hockey game very early. Oilers
0: lose 4-1 to the Winnipeg Jets. Connor Hellebuck, 32 saves. He's the first star. Dominic Toninato only played two regular season games for the Jets. He's the second star. And Yesti he RV, who was very good for the Oilers, comes in as the third star, our uh, fourth star this evening. Well, we don't have another goal score for the orders. Well, we'll, we'll make, I, Could you pull your RV also be the fourth? No, star? you know
2: what? I, I go with Josh Archibald. Yeah, he I was thought good. Josh, uh, Josh, he, there's certain players that have roles and to be a good hockey player in the National Hockey League is to understand your role and excel at it. And Archibald did. He came out. He was hitting everyone. If you want to find out how hard he hits, ask DeMello of the Winnipeg Jets because he struggled to get the bench It was an absolutely perfect textbook type of hockey hit that DeMello will be feeling tomorrow when he wakes up. Archibald, the fourth star for Mr. Mike's
0: Steakhouse Casual. Order your game-day meal for takeout or delivery. Check out the menu at mrmikes.ca. Okay, we'll go back to the certainty hotline and welcome Brett to the show. Hello, Brett. Go ahead.
11: You know, I'll, before I get started, I'll say, you know, I'm still very confident in the team. Uh, I think that, you know, I, I watched us play San Jose, We lost game one in that series. We ended up winning the series. I'd rather lose game one than game two. But what I'm going to say is I am, I don't want to say I'm worried, but you start to get concerned with some of the decisions that Dave Tippett's making. And I I do think Dave Tippett's a good coach, but I thought this in the bubble last year. And I'm thinking it now, 10 minutes left in the game, tied 1-1. And to that point, Oilers had a very good second. You guys talked about it. I thought we had a better game. I thought we were playing really well. I thought we had we did have more of the shots. I thought we had more of the chances. And with 10 minutes left, I, I, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think there was anything to, to lead to a mixing up of the lines. And he puts Dreisaitl with Neil and Cassian, who to my eye were the worst in the game to that point. And then he puts McLeod out with Nuge and Yaml. And it, it was just this mix-up. And that led to that led to the goal and, you know, bounce or whatever. And, I mean, just went in there, but still led to a goal. And I, I, I still – I just – I can't – I don't know. To me, yeah. it I, seemed a little ridiculous. I think – I shouldn't say ridiculous, but odd, odd. Yeah,
0: well, he was he was spotting in McDavid with Neil and Chase on – or, sorry, um, Neal and, Neil and, Neil, Neil, Neil and Cassie. But Neil I, Cassie. I, 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 I agree with you, Brett. I was surprised – that then McLeod came out in the next shift? Because I, I was thinking, okay, in the last 10 minutes, he's not going to use McLeod.
2: Yeah, well,
11: well,
2: and, a young yeah. player, a lot of times a young player doesn't get to play and uh, experience it near the end of a hockey game. Um, they must have seen something that they liked about him. I The, the thing that we've seen with Dave Tippett, and you can actually you can go around most coaches in the National Hockey League, they switch the lines around at all times in the game, and it wasn't just in the last 10 minutes. I know that, that McLeod, move came late but there was a number of players that were moved around in different positions throughout the game um yeah uh, uh, it's a valid point a valid point late in the game young player on the ice but uh, i'm not sure it was his fault on the goal at all but there were some i mean he does make those types of moves and it leads to questions at times
0: yeah i, I don't know i mean Again, it wasn't a disaster. It's not like they need to make four lineup changes. Nope, i and, and I ha- go with and the half same line. Roster was invisible. I, I've liked how Shore has played this year. Oh, I that's agree. The only thing but then, who me. do you take out? I know that's the thing. And I understand why they wanted to, to get Cassian in because of uh, of what he's been able to do in the past. And I'm not saying that I would. The only Shore back in for Cassian.
2: The only problem with Cassian instead of Shore's Cassian doesn't play power play doesn't play even or doesn't play penalty kill. Right. So now all of a sudden you have a guy that only plays 5 on 5. Coaches like having guys in their third and fourth lines that have other roles on the team that way they don't have to force feed them 5 on 5 minutes to keep them in the game.
0: All right, Oilers lose 4-1. If you're on hold, stay there 780-496-0063. We'll go around the league as well. You're going to hear from Nurse and McDavid. This is Hartland Ford overtime open line. All right, Winnipeg Jets win Game One, 4-1 one over the Oilers. First period scoreless. It was 1-1 one, one after two. Dominic Tonanato on a deflection at 9:14 of the third put the Jets ahead, and then they got two empty netters to get the victory. Game two coming up on Friday. Whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 6:30. Ched.com. Japanese Village restaurants now offering takeout. Complete details at JV Edmonton. .ca. There are not going to be a lot of power plays in the playoffs, <laughs> judging by tonight and the other games we've seen. Basically, high-sticking will be called. Yes. I know somebody, a couple people have texted in, should have that been four minutes. I don't, I don't know. It looked like there might have been a little bit of blood, but it wasn't a huge cut, so maybe that's a playoff decision as well. But, I mean, McDavid got tripped in the first period, uh McDavid tripped well, I think it was either DeMello, was just DeMello so like yeah. blatantly tripped DeMello. Yeah. Uh Poole-Yarvi made a great play in the third period and warded off two defenders behind the net and then one just grabbed his stick and the other grabbed his hip. <laughs> well then <laughs> and he could not get away. So we could have found twelve penalties tonight in the power plays could have been six six. So they're not they're not calling anything the,
2: they are. Picky. There's there's no cheap ones. Well, Leon Dreisettle in the the corner down here to our right. Uh, I think it might have been DeMello too grabbed Leon's stick and Leon was trying to make a pass and he had the def- the defender both his hands on his stick at the same and Leon was yelling at the ref while this was happening uh no they're they're not going to call you have to fight through it one of the weird things tonight in this hockey game was the goal that was scored the game-winning goal by the Winnipeg Jets it was in and out so fast and you couldn't tell everyone up here is like okay did that go in but if as the play was moving up ice the Winnipeg Jets their whole bench was screaming at the refs screaming at the refs pointing up pointing up and all of a sudden i don't know how long it was after 20 50, seconds 20 seconds the the buzzer here goes and the whole Winnipeg Jet team starts celebrating the fact that a buzzer went because they know that the NHL has sent in saying all right we got to look at that because we believe that's a goal. They stopped the play during the play. And it was just funny watching this and teams celebrate when just there was a buzzer thrown out in the the arena. So uh, a a very strange way for the winning goal to be scored, but certainly after watching replay, it was a fantastic tip that Mike Smith had no chance on.
0: Uh, Somebody writing in, oh, good, there's the post-Oilers loss bingo with the refs are the reason the Oilers lost square. Which we didn't say, by the way, to that person who texts in all year long the, the same comments over and over again. So get lost. I'm tired of you. To that person, just an absolute moron. Uh, and it t- it takes a lot to get me that upset with somebody. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Mike on the line. Mike, thanks a lot for calling. Go ahead. Hey Rob. Hey Reed. How
12: are you? Good. Good. Uh, my question is, I mean, we didn't play overly horrible game. We I, I felt like we lost a little bit of momentum in the third after the second goal, but that's fine. Um, but my biggest concern is, and it's been for four or five years, our home record versus our road record. I mean, we're great on the road. on the At home, are not the greatest. That can affect
13: us in the playoffs.
2: Well, the, the good... The good thing about the Oilers having a good road record is they now have to win a game on the road to win the series. So that's going to work out well for them. Um, uh, The home away is... I don't know if it's really going to matter in the first two series because there's no fans in the stands. The one great thing about playing on home ice is having the, uh, the, the fans and the emotion in the stands. And when you throw a big hit, the place goes crazy. And if, if the ref makes, misses a call, the fans start screaming. And, and, I mean, those are the things that you love about playing on home ice. So I don't know if home away really means a whole lot right now, and obviously it didn't tonight for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, I think this series is a series that's going to be close. The one advantage of being the home team is you get to have last change. Uh, but the way that the amount of ice time that Connor and Leon get, I'm not sure it's really a complete factor when the Oilers go on the road either, because I don't think the the Jets have anyone that can play 27, 28 minutes up front if Connor and Leon get that many minutes. But uh, yeah, it, you certainly want to have a much better record on home ice, and the Oilers don't always have that.
0: 4-1, the Jets uh, win it this evening. Uh, this texture says, uh, they need to play Leon and Connor together, but who would you make the other winger, Puliyarvi or Yamamoto? Uh,
2: probably Puliyarvi. Uh, although having said that, uh, the, what we've seen with the second line of Nugent Hopkins, Yamamoto and Cahoon, that is a small line. If you switch and give them Puliyarvi, that line gets a little bit bigger and a little more physical down low. So, uh, yeah, I could see putting Yamamoto back up with Leon and Connor and having Pugliarvi playing with Nugent Hopkins and Cahoon.
0: Checking the out scoreboard for Advantage Trailer Rentals with daily, weekly, monthly, and rent-to-own options, head to advantagetrailerrentals.com. Here's what we can tell you. It is the Avalanche leading the Blues 3-1. That is after 2. The Hurricanes shut out the Predators 3-0. They're up 2-0 in the series. And in overtime, Boston wins double overtime, actually against the
2: Capitals. Did you see that goal? Oh, I sure did. It was a a very unfortunate way for the Capitals to lose. Their goaltender and defenseman had a miscommunication behind the net, left the puck, Boston Bruin walks around, puts it into an empty net.
0: Craig Smith got the goal. Okay, Justin, you're up next on the open line. You're going to have more post-game reaction from the Oilers' Zoom room as well. 4-1, Winnipeg takes game one. You can get us at 780-496-0063. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line from the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Center. All right, the Jets take the first game of the series 4 1 over the Edmonton Oilers. The goal scorers Pugliarvi for Edmonton. Pullman, Tononato, Connor, and Wheeler got empty netters as the Jets win it. Edmonton with a 33 22 advantage in shots. Smith stops 18 out of 20. Hellebuck stops 32 out of 33. The Jets won 60% of the faceoffs this evening led by Lowry, who won 9 out of 13. Thompson won 4 out of 5. Shifley won 11 out of 20 for Edmonton. Dreisaitl was above uh, 50%. He went 8 out of 15. Tough day for McDavid, went 5 out of 11. Nuge took 3 faceoffs and lost them all. So that didn't help the Oilers' uh, cause along the way either. 780 We have Justin standing by. Justin, go ahead.
14: Hey, guys. Uh, First-time caller, long-time listener. Um... I just wanted to say, um, first of all, that I thought the Oilers did play a pretty decent game. Hellebuck stood on his head, and all three goals tonight, minus the empty netters, were very much kind of off. I'm not going to say luck, but fortunate bounces that ended up in goals. But one thing I really want to say that I just never understood is why the officiating in a game changes based off what time of year it is. When you're A team like the Oilers that very much relies on your star players being able to produce and your strong uh, special teams, which is what got you into the playoffs in the first place, I don't understand why the standard for rule calling and uh, making calls for penalties changes as soon as you get into the playoffs. Like, no other professional sports league changes their standard based off playoffs. Like, take basketball, for example. A guy like LeBron James can't just get held and unable to score any baskets because uh, oh it's playoffs they have to let things go like no other superstar has to deal with that when it comes to playoff time so it's mind-boggling why each year consistently um the standard completely changes based off the time of the year like anaheim in 2017 chicago last year now clearly starting to happen this year i mean there could have been calls uh, both ways, but when you're relying on your star players and your special teams, it's a huge hindrance to not be able to use that based off the reps changing their standard for the time of year.
2: You're right. You're absolutely right, and it's not just in this game. It's all all through the playoffs. Um, turn on any of the games that we've watched thus far. This This was a quiet game. Compared to some of the games that are going down in the States where I mean Unless there's blood or broken limbs. There's certainly not a being a penalty called so it uh, it, It's just the way it is it had always been that way and uh, You have to learn to to deal with it Uh, to me the the game tonight uh, I thought the referees were consistent both ways uh, the Jets never got a power play in the game. It's just you have to prepare to be able to win the games five on five because in the in the NHL playoffs, uh, power plays are at a premium, and I, I agree to an extent, but that's part of the excitement of the National Hockey League playoffs is the intensity, the emotion, the physicality is all so much higher that they tend to, if it's not a goal-scoring chance, they're probably not going to make the call.
0: There's one thing you have to remember about how the game is called. That is how the general managers, the coaches, and the players ultimately want it. Yep. The rules are not decided unilaterally by the referees who get together every summer and say, okay, what's the rule book going to be? I mean, there's a competition committee that has managers, coaches, and players on it, and new rules are suggested and enforcement, the standards of enforcement are suggested and talked about and voted on. So I think sometimes we have to remember that when we talk about the officiating and I'm not saying officials don't make mistakes Mm -hmm. because there are sometimes mistakes that are obvious bad decisions, but ultimately the, the standard the refs are doing what they are told. So if all 31 or now 32 general Mm -hmm. managers got together at the next meeting in the summer and said enough, enough, we don't want, we, we want more power plays in the playoffs. We want the rules in October to be the rules in May. Then the refs would have to say, okay, well, now our livelihood depends on our bosses doing what. Yep. Do So that's, I mean, I get the call and and we talk about that a lot. But ultimately, the, the referees are doing what they are told. Yep. And they have never been
2: told. To call more penalties in the playoffs, as far as I know. Well, obviously not, because this happens year after year after year after year. And I tell you, the, the, the games that I watched on the weekend were the most exciting hockey games I've seen all year long. And part of it, and, and I think John Shannon was on your show, talked about it. The players are deciding who wins and loses hockey games this year. It's not the referees, and that's the way the players want it. That's the way the coaches want it. You didn't hear one player talk about the referees. You didn't hear the coaches talk about the referees after the game tonight. It was uh, players want consistency, and the refs were consistent.
0: Yeah. I agree. Seven eight zero We'll go back to the phone lines in a second here. Let's go into the Zoom room for Mattress Superstore, Darnell Nurse, and Connor McDavid.
3: Hey guys, um, not a lot of time and space out there. Is this kind of the hockey
15: that you were expecting heading into this series? Uh, the, the result notwithstanding. Uh, yeah, I think everyone expected that. Um, you know, I actually didn't mind our game. I thought we did a lot of good things. We, um, I thought we had the puck a lot of the night played in their zone. Um, put a lot of pucks there. Um, you know, just didn't find a way to get, to, to, to get one. Um, that's the way it goes. They get a tip. We don't, um. Now let's play off hockey.
3: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, it's 1-1 midway through the third period. You, you know, you're kind of, the game's going exactly the way you want it. So you kind of strike that balance between keep doing what you're doing and things will be OK, but at the same time, you want to maybe, t- uh, you know, adjust a few things here and there.
16: Yeah, I think uh, you, you make a couple of adjustments. Let's play off hockey it's like tight. It's really a 2-1 game, not a 4-1 game. two empty in there, so it's, uh, like, like Connor said, we did, we did some things that uh, we can build off of. There's always things that we can adjust, but yeah, we have to uh, no, just show up and keep playing. It's, it's not going to be easy.
7: Jim Matheson, Post Media. Uh, Connor, it seemed like in the second period, that's when you got the first goal and then they came back with a quick one. You could have maybe broken it up open in the second period. You had 16 shots, but you just had the one goal.
15: Yeah, I thought we did, you know, we, we, we played well in the second. Um, I think we we had some nerves and some jitters in the first period and um you know kind of got through that one just uh just even and then i thought we kind of took the game over there in the second period and did a lot of good things like i said put a lot of pucks at net on the net you know hemmed them in there for 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 some you know chunks at a time and um you know, you'd like to come out of that period with the lead but ultimately that's not the case and you know even in the third period just just kind of back and forth and a you know, tight hockey game and, and they get a bounce and and, and that's the way it goes
7: uh, were there al- enough second chances around Hellebuck? He made the first saves. Or were, there, were there enough second chances?
15: Yeah, I think we could do do a better job of being hard on him, getting bodies there. Um, you know, we had that in spurts. Other times where you know, he was just able to catch it and, and 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 you know the play was done. So you know, as forwards, we got to do a, a better job of getting there and and uh, and bringing traffic to him.
10: Derek Van Post Media.
6: Hey oh, Darnell, just want to ask you, it looks like the, the Jets are doing a pretty good job of collapsing in front of the net. Does that mean that you guys are going to get opportunities to get shots from the point, and how important is it to get those shots through?
16: Yeah, there are uh, you know, our, our points we had some opportunities to get through, um, and, and we just got to get get a few more through and then create that chaos down there in front of the net. I think, uh, obviously, you want to get the, the second chances down there, but we got to get it down there for them first. So, yeah, they uh, you know, they, they collapse and try, try to get in front of the front shots and get in the lanes, but, you know, that's what you expect uh, this time of the year.
6: And Connor, just the one power play today, I guess you guys had to fight through a lot of things. Is that kind of what can be expected in this series is that you are not going to give away chincy penalties. I guess you're going to have to really earn your, your power plays here.
15: Yeah, that's, uh, that's for sure going to be the case. I mean, um, you know, and that's, that's, like I said, that's playoff hockey. Um, you kind of look around the league and there's, uh, you know things there's there's some series being called differently than others and you know that's uh that's the way it goes um you know obviously tonight not many power plays for for both sides they didn't even have one so um you know when we get that opportunity we need to bear down
6: terry jones post media connor you guys played
9: a lot of two game series this year uh is that really a, a benefit now going forward uh you've, you've done very well in the second games so on quite a few occasions
15: uh, yeah, I mean, we can definitely draw on that experience, um, you know, but obviously there's nothing quite like playoff hockey, so, um, they found a way to get it done tonight and we got to respond.
9: And Donna, you guys talked a lot about, uh, you know, the 7-2, uh, during the season didn't mean anything, uh, you know, that the games were close, uh, that the series, you felt the series would be, uh. Oh, very close uh sometimes those words are what you expect from a team you're not sure if you believe them but now obviously you believe
16: them right no i believed them when i said them i mean it's it's, that's the, it's the it's the playoffs this is what uh every team takes a step and 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 plays the you know close to the top of their their capabilities this time of year and that's what we expected coming uh coming into the series and i think we we're just gonna show up and then and and They'd hand us wins night after night. It was a, it was a good game tonight, a hard game tonight. And there's just gonna be, it's just gonna get harder and harder from here on up. Ryan Urschag, TSN.
3: Uh, Connor, just just on the physicality of this game, they kind of came out and wanted to establish that early. I think they, they surpassed their season high in hits after the second period. Uh, were you expecting that from them? And how do you think your group did absorbing that and, and kind of counter
15: Oh, yeah. I mean, we were obviously expecting that. I think, uh, you know, we play that game too. Um, you know, if that's what they want to do, we can do that. Um, we got lots of guys that that uh, that can play that style, and, and, uh, and we certainly don't mind that at all.
3: With the experience you guys, you know, have had in your leadership group in different situations, is it um, – will it be easy to shelf this and sort of push forward, or how does it go for the next 18 hours or so looking ahead to the next game for you?
15: Yeah, well, you obviously come back and and, uh, and and make adjustments, and you know, obviously, game one, there's uh, there's going to be a certain feeling out uh, period, and and uh, and you're going to see how they're going to play us, and and how we're going to play them. So, you know, I'm sure both teams will go back and, and adjust, and um, you know, come back ready to go for a big game too.
0: All right, Connor McDavid and Darnell Nurse after a 4-1 loss to the Winnipeg Jets game, two is coming up on Friday. Sean says on the text line, this is why you can't build a team to be a power play specialist team. That's what Tampa did a few years ago, and they went and lost to Columbus last season. They clued in, added bigger bodies, and went and won the cup. Also, this game was boring, watching the Boston-Washington game tonight, then flipping to the Jets' Oilers was like coming off the freeway and into a school zone. No intensity, no energy, no nothing. It looked like a midweek game in February. That is from Sean, who was uh,
2: not entertained. I'm not sure I uh, completely agree with that. Um, <laughs> there was intensity. I mean, we're here in the rink. There was intensity. There was emotion. I don't think there was the physicality that I've seen in some of the series that we're seeing on down in the United States. Uh, but neither the Oilers or the Winnipeg Jets are built like the Washington Capitals, the Vegas Golden Knights, those type of teams. Those teams are are big physical hockey clubs. That's how they were built. This team isn't built that way, and neither are the Jets. These are teams that are built more a little bit, bit more on skill. We have KJM on the Certainty Hotline. Hey, KJM, go ahead. Yeah, no, I just wanted to touch a
12: little bit on uh, some of the criticism of the post um officials. You know, I think that you know uh i w- we've discussed officiating before a little bit you know you and me or, or whatever on the post game show but when it comes to the postseason and the way the officials are calling the game you know it it can go both ways too because if you remember like you know for the people that are you know a little bit older i guess not not that much older but in in 06 we had a big physical team as opposed to a skill team you know we had a couple of skill players complementary players but uh uh, to complement the team, but but really we were uh, a grind it muck it up you know cycle team, and you know the the physical play and the way that the playoffs were called benefited the Oilers at that time. So you know I mean you know it's just about the way your team is built and the people saying that you know you can't build a team based upon special teams. Well you got to get to the shoot you got to get to the playoffs too, right? And so you know you know I'm, I'm building a balance of a team that that can get to the playoffs and then and then do something when they get there has been you know the formula that every team has been chasing for forever and it shifts you know a little bit one way or a little bit the other way you know throughout the years in terms of of what seems to be successful but at the end of the day you know you have to build a team that can play regular season hockey and get to the playoffs and then have that same team play playoff hockey where there is a bit of a standard. And I think that, you know, you rightly said that it's, um, we, we get an elevation in our game in terms of, you know, the emotion and, and, and how and what, you know, a game brings to, uh, uh, you know, uh, a fan base and a viewership in terms of, uh, you know, intensity and everything uh, in the playoffs. And so, you know, you, you want to have some of that and it's just a, a fine balance. And, and then just briefly on, uh, on lineup changes, um, you know, uh, how did you guys feel uh, that uh, Cassian did coming into the coming back into the lineup today? And you know, how how much do you do you think that uh, uh, this is a guy who needs to continue to, to grow uh, his game a little bit as we go, and because of the time off that he's had, or or how short a leash do you think he should have?
2: Thanks, Gujja. That was a lot. Um, Cassian uh, was okay i thought he tried to be physical he, he he took some big healthy runs at a couple of players early in the game uh probably took himself out of the play on the first Winnipeg jet goal he came from the penalty box all the way across the ice and threw a late hit but I think that if he would have stayed in his lane and stayed back where he, you know without taking the run the healthy run across the ice maybe the jets don't get the the break and don't uh, the goal doesn't get scored. Um, but his role is to be physical. His role is to be uh, put a little fear in the, in the life of the Jets defenseman. And there were a couple shifts where he was forechecking and he was coming in with speed and the Jets defenseman threw the puck away. And human nature, uh, he hits and he hits hard and he plays very, very close to the edge. Uh, the only problem you have with Cassian, and, and I brought it up earlier with Reed, is he doesn't play power play and he doesn't penalty kill. So finding him minutes in a game sometimes is tough. Whereas most of the guys in the bottom two lines have another role other than being a third and fourth line player. So that's where someone like Ashore would have a little bit of an advantage if he was in the lineup because he's a penalty killer as well. Nazem Kadri is going to get suspended again. Uh,
0: this God, he got thrown out of the game. I saw a that match penalty for I, hitting Justin Falk with a headshot.
2: He well, I I didn't know it was him. I saw the hit. It was, it was hard. Yeah. Um. It does now I don't know how it goes with the repeat offender, how far back it goes, uh, if it goes back a couple of years. But this is a game that the Colorado Avalanche had in the bag. St. Louis just scored. They just scored, 3-2. yeah. It was 3-1. They have the game completely under control. Kadri takes, I mean, uh, uh, no reason to hit. Gets a five-minute major, puts St. Louis on the power play for five minutes. St. Louis scores one goal. It's 3-2. It's one of those things. When do you learn? When do you learn if you're Kadri? he's cost a, a few teams in the past series because of dumb penalties being suspended and as you just said probably going to get suspended again
0: all right the jets take the first game 4-1 we got chris rocket and a bus still on the open line 7804960063 this is hartland ford overtime open line All right, good to have you tuning in tonight. Winnipeg wins it 4-1 over the Edmonton Oilers. Jesse Pugliarvi, the only goal for Edmonton tonight. He was very good, Rob.
2: He was. He was the best forward for the Oilers by far. He, and a bunch of different ways. He was physical. He was good on the forward check, kept plays alive, and then had a number of, uh, of scoring chances, some that he created himself by putting himself in the right position and just winning battles. So Pugliarvi, uh, good on him. And uh, they'll need that exact same effort from him, and again, uh, in game two, because the others uh, need to find the back of the net against a goaltender that had a very strong night tonight for the Jets. All right, we have
0: Chris on the Certainty Hotline. Hey, Chris, go ahead.
12: Hello. I just wanted to kind of make it an observation, but obviously, if the refs are going to call the games this way. Then really, McDavid and Drysdale should start fighting back when they're being pinned. They should be cross-checking those guys. They should be drawing penalties or getting penalties. And Then the Leafs get the like the, the they get the calls back because they know they like to even out the games. So that's really what they need to do. They need to be super aggressive.
2: Well, uh, the one thing Leon and Connor are usually super <laughs> aggressive. They they give as good as they get. I mean, again, I the, the, I don't think the players or anyone has a problem with the way this game was refed. I I honestly I don't this game was ref just like every other game in the National Hockey League Uh, the players aren't whining about this was this is playoff hockey and you just got to be better the Winnipeg Jets had the same referees tonight that the Oilers did there was a number of calls that the Oilers could have been given tonight and this is the way it is and the tonight the Jets were just a little bit better their goaltender just made an extra save so I honestly I don't think I mean, we've talked a lot about the refs and the way that the playoffs are ref. Honestly, I don't even think it is uh, an issue. This is the way the game is played. The, all the players knew it coming in, and nobody has an issue with it in the benches or in the dressing rooms. So I don't honestly, honestly think as fans, we should either. This is hockey. And the
0: stuff they didn't call today wasn't dangerous. Nope. Like, like you said, the Montreal Edmonton games were, oh, we're getting oh, borderline. Yes. We're, <laughs> they crossed the line a number of times. Unsafe. I mean, they said, "Okay, you know what? We'll let you, we'll let you do a little bit of a hold if if you want. We'll let you hold the guy up." You know, there's a couple trips where it's like, "Okay, you're, you're not slashing the guy's feet from out from under him. You're so not, not going to call these.
2: Well, you're not, you're not changing the. It's not turning into a scoring chance the other way. You're not taking away a scoring chance. This was a a, a game that was evenly ref. That refereeing had nothing to do with the, the outcome of this hockey game."
0: All right, we have a bus on the line as well. Seven eight zero four nine six zero
17: zero six three. A bus. Thanks a lot for calling. Go ahead. Hey guys, how are ya? Good. I'm. I, it was such an amazing game for Yazid yeah, P.R.V. He's such a wonderful player. I'm glad he's part of the lineup. However, I'm just confused. You know, we did not get the score on the power play, and then we lost momentum. I mean, I've never seen it, you know, happen in the playoffs. Has it happened in history? Like so what happened tonight? Where Sorry, does what ha- has Where what the goal
2: was called partway through the play?
17: Yeah, cause, cause like we lost momentum. Like the moment they, they 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 got up, we lost momentum, and then we lost we lost uh, we lost big time. You know they scored two empty goals.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean the Oilers only had the one power play, so I don't know if they lost. Uh... Uh, a a lot of momentum off of that but uh, yeah that has happened before where if they see the puck was in like on the Jets game winning goal that they'll video review will blow the horn and say okay let's not keep playing that was a goal or we're pretty sure it was a goal so let's let's well
2: because so many things could happen that you don't want you don't want the other team to come down and score you don't want someone uh, there to be a penalty to have to be called after the play when you know that it's already in the net so if the head office knows that there's a goal scored Blow it as soon as you can, and get on with the game.
0: All right, we have Rocket on the line as well. Jets win at four-one. Hey, Rocket, go ahead.
13: Well, you know, no one knows more than Mike Speth. He wants the second goal back. That's that's guaranteed. But that's that has nothing to do with this game. Um, I watch the U.S. games and. The intensity, yes, they have fans, and I know that makes a big difference. But this game was like a like like a, a couple other callers ago said, it was almost like a regular season game. I know there were a lot of hits in the first period. Like, oh my God, Archibald, that guy is like a – didn't even know how that guy didn't get injured hitting that hitting a guy as big as as big as he is, but, uh, I have, I have so much respect for that guy. Um, I didn't notice Cassian, you know, we introduced these guys in the lineup that, uh, were going to make an impact. Um, McLeod, I noticed more than Cassian. Um, I, I thought the others played a good game, but it just, it just, to me, it didn't seem like some of the other playoff games that were happening in the U.S. And I think that in, that intensity level really needs to get brought up a lot more. And and I know nobody wants to take penalties, and we didn't have much, so we didn't have a lot of power plays, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, et cetera. But that's exactly what Paul Maurice said. Control you can control and don't give Edmonton a lot of chances. And they did that well.
0: Yeah, they did. Yeah, I mean, the Jets, uh, this was a very close game. Yeah. And the Jets The Jets did do a lot of things. They did do a lot of things very well. And you referenced it, battling for second chances and, and space in the front of it. I mean, the Oilers did have a lot of shots. They got a rebound goal. Uh, but they didn't have a ton of rebound chances. I mean, there's a one in the second period. Chase Line just took a s- bad angle slap shot mm-hmm. and created a little bit of traffic that way. I think actually, I think Hellebuck was going to cover that one, and his own guy might have kept it free trying to check off uh, Archibald. But, yeah, I mean, the Jets did, did a lot of things well, and you referenced it early. That's what the Oilers are going to have to do, g- get screens and get to the front of the net.
2: They do. Uh, having said that, it, the the Jets do a very good job of getting into shooting lanes, and uh, they talked... And the question was asked of Darnell Nurse of getting pucks through, and he said we have to do a better job. But, again, that's easier said than done. The, you've got – there's – you look at the, the far away angle and you show the, the shot going on net. There's four different players trying to stop the puck. They're fronting the puck and making sure it doesn't get through. Again, this was a game that, at the end of the night, could have gone either way. It was uh, – the Jets got a, a great – it was a great deflection from the kid that scored the goal, but uh, – But the Oilers had their chances they didn't capitalize on. So it was one of those games that uh, at the end of the night, both coaches find things that they did well. Both coaches find things they need to do better. This was the, the, if you're going to beat the Edmonton Oilers, you have to play discipline. The Toronto Maple Leafs did that earlier when they came in for a three-game set. Two games didn't get a penalty. And tonight the Jets did that as well. They played a smart hockey game that kept the Oilers' power play off the ice. And that gives you a chance in a hockey game.
0: And again. I'll go back to this. Start better for the Oilers. Yes. They, they, you can pressure the... I mean, these two teams know each other. Okay. Yeah. We, we know the weaknesses. Do did, did the Oilers' depth guys score? Not nearly enough. Nope. Can the Jets' bottom three, even bottom four defensemen, withstand a dogged, persistent forecheck? Nope. Not that well. So g- get on them early. Don't give a chance to establish and think, oh, I'm going to go back and I'm going to break the puck out. Nobody's on me tonight. Because well, they were, they did get on them in the second. Well, period. Well,
2: and that's what, and Connor McDavid talked about it. They were all over them in the second period, and, and that's why they created so many chances. Oh my! I'm watching while we're talking here the St. Louis Colorado game. It was a dominating game for Colorado, three nothing is now turned into a four three Colorado game. Two goals in the last ten seconds, one for each team. But yeah, the others, uh, there, there are, there's. There's no hiding right now. There's no secrets. There's no special, okay, this is what we're going to do against Connor or Leon. Hey, everybody knows what the Jets are trying to do. The Oilers know what they're trying to do. It's, a better, it's about which team executes better, which team gets breaks and bounces, and which teams takes advantage of the chances they got. The, the Jets are very fortunate in this hockey game because they missed two golden opportunities in the first period. They had a partial breakaway with their best goal scorer, and then they had a wide-open net with Shifley missing the entire net. Normally, when you're playing against a team that's a higher seed that's better than you, when you miss chances like that, it comes back to haunt you. It didn't tonight because the Jets eventually got the break and the goal in the third period.
0: All right, Jets take it 4-1. You're going to hear from James Neal and Jesse Pouliarvi. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Okay, Colorado empty net goal. So they lead St. Louis 5-3 with 2.09 left in the third period. Hurricanes shut out the Predators 3-0 to go up 2-0 in the series. Boston wins in double overtime, 3-2 against the Capitals. And in a regular season game, the last one, Calgary beat Vancouver 6-2. And here at Rogers Place, the Oilers lose 4-1 to the Jets. Jeremy from Glendon says, I think the Jets played a solid game defensively. But if the Oilers keep hitting their D consistently, eventually our speed will break through, especially in games 3 and 4. The Jets' style tonight is unsustainable for their decor after the first three games, in my opinion. That is from Jeremy from Glendon, who lives inside the pierogi.
2: <laughs> it lives, oh, really? That's He's got an apartment cool.
0: inside the big pierogi there.
2: Really? Yeah. That's yeah, I actually feel like pierogies right now. Good point, though. I mean, that's what you have to do. Continue to push uh, the Winnipeg Jets' defense. Keep forcing them keep being physical on them keep making the turn and go get the puck try to tire them out I was actually a little surprised that Jordy Ben wasn't in the lineup tonight I thought uh, he would be in their top six but they went with their defense they've got a couple guys that aren't as fleet of foot but they've got some big men on defense they got a big defensive core outside of their two skilled guys Pionk and Morrissey
0: okay let's go back into the zoom room James Neal and Jesse Pugliarvi
6: Hey James, that looked like a pretty good playoff game for you guys with the exception of the score Especially in that second period where you kind of took over. I know it's disappointing to lose But can you take some good things away from that game?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we tilted the ice for a little bit there, but uh, uh, You know in the end you, you don't get the win. So, um, you know, you kind of have to uh, Forget things quick here in the playoffs and uh, and reset and come out and have a, a big game too. I mean, I think you're going to hear a lot of cliches as we go along here, but it's just kind of what you have to do in playoffs. Things come, uh, come quick, and uh, you have to reset and be uh, ready to go again.
6: And Jesse, how was it out there for, for your first playoff game? How did you feel? You looked like you had a lot of, a lot of jump tonight.
15: Yeah, uh, I think I just try to work hard and uh, make good plays and play smart. And, yeah, it was a hard game, and uh, hopefully we win the next one. Mark Spector, Sportsnet.
3: Yeah, for James, so this was a kind of hella buck that you guys didn't see all season, right? He, he didn't come up with that game against you during the season. He did tonight. Uh, you know, what's, what's this next step when you face that goalie that's going pretty hot here?
1: Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, I, uh, we expected that. We know he's a good goaltender. We, uh, we knew he's going to be ready and wanted to bounce back. Uh, so... Um, I mean, I think it's uh, the same old thing. You, you got to obviously get more traffic to the front of the net. You got to be harder on him. I thought uh, you saw Jess there. We had uh, a couple guys in front, and then you find a rebound and you find a goal. I think, uh, you know, watching the games, that's what's going to happen. You got to continue to put pucks there uh, around his feet, bad angles, uh, all the stuff that makes it hard on him. So, uh, you know, we've talked about it, and, uh, you know, we'll do it as we go
7: here. Thank you. Daniel Nidrobalo in the athletic.
8: Uh, this is for uh, James Neal. James, um, Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid were so good against the Jets this season. Uh, I think they, they had some some chances, but what did you see from them uh, tonight?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're going to be checked uh, really hard, I think. Uh, uh, you saw what they did against them uh, through the regular season. So uh, you get into playoffs, everything's ramped up a little more. The physicality's ramped up a little more, but I thought they did a good job fighting through the stuff and, uh, and making plays and... Um, you know, we'll look for a bounce back game and a, and a big win for us uh, for next game. So um, I'm sure they want to play right now. So they'll, uh, they'll get it back.
8: It goes without saying how important they are to this team offensively, but you're a guy in the bottom six uh, and there's other guys on this team that, that probably need to step up. Uh, can this team win without them being, you know, the, the top two type scorers that they normally
1: are? Well, we have to step up. Uh, the bottom six has to step up and get secondary scoring because, uh, you know, that's uh, that's the way teams win. Um, you're going to have to have guys chipping in each night uh, all the way through the lineup. So uh, we know that. And, um, you know, it's game one. I think we were a little jittery uh, uh, to start. I think everyone was really eager to, to get going here. And um, I think you saw a little uh, first game jitters from us. So I thought we settled in uh, uh, good in the second period and had a good second. And then... Um, you know we're all right, in uh, tip puck, and, and we're chasing the game there a little bit in the third. So um, we'll look at it and, and regroup. Jason
10: Greger, TSN 1260.
5: Uh, first one for Jesse. Uh, Jesse, your first playoff game this season. You've looked a lot more comfortable in the physical side of the game, and you know using your big body. And the playoffs are obviously more physical. That. Do you feel that, you know, that plays into your style now more than ever and you can be successful in those big, heavy games?
15: Yeah, uh, I think I have this big body. I, I have to use this and uh, my body is feeling good this season. And uh, yeah, uh, I try to do my best. And yeah.
5: And James, you've got a lot of experience right Ray Ferraro talked earlier how, you know, even if you don't want to and you're the favorite sometimes, you know, you don't want to put too much pressure on yourself as a team. And, you know, you played well, but you didn't get the win. How do you ensure that, you know, guys don't get too concerned this early in a series, you know, when you combine maybe last year's disappointment to this year? How do you how do you go as a veteran guy who's been through all the roller coasters to ensure that, you know, the guys don't get too, uh, you know, maybe have negative thoughts that's creeping in?
1: Well, I think uh, the guys here have been through the, the – uh you know the disappointment and the losses in the first round and uh so um so I think it's something we've we've talked about you got to be even keel you can't get uh uh, you can't get too too excited after one game and you can't get too low after uh after one game so uh like I said we'll have to uh look at it and uh and continue to get better but um you know you got to look at it as a seven game series and uh, nothing's easy out here. You got to work for every, every play, and um, you know we, uh, we we feel good as a team. So, like I said, we were we were right there. I thought we had a great second, and then you find a uh, you know a tip in, and then uh, you know we lose the game. But um, that's the way playoffs go. It could go the other way. So we'll um, uh, we'll regroup and, and we'll be fine.
7: Tony Barrar, Oilers TV. First question is for yesi
11: yesy, uh, did you notice a, a big ch- uh, change in pace of play and, and the timing and how quick it is in the playoffs as opposed to the regular season in your first action?
15: Yeah, uh, I think it's good to expect a hard game and fast game. And uh, this is a focus hard, hard game and yeah, yeah.
11: And uh, James, just to piggyback on that question, um, you're, you've been a veteran in this league for a long time. you played in a lot of playoff games, important playoff games, but does the first one after quite some time kind of just maybe shock you a little bit and uh, maybe take you back to how quick it really is out there?
1: Uh, no, I mean, I think uh, you're ready for it. Like I said, we were really eager to get going. Um, obviously you want to get the uh, first game jitters out a little bit. I think both teams are kind of being a little patient with each other, feeling each other out, but uh um it's fast it's uh it's physical and uh it's exciting it's the best time of the year everyone wants to be playing at this time of the year we've done a heck of a job to get ourselves into this position so um you know we we lost one but uh we got to grab a hold of this year and um you know swing the series our way
0: all right that's james deal and Jesse puliarvi puliarvi the only goal tonight as the oilers lose 4-1 to the winnipeg jets mcdavid and dry held off the score sheet Game two is Friday at 7. Our coverage here on 630 Chet will start with a face-off show at 5. Bob Stauffer has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. All have inside sports from 6 to 8. Thanks to Troy Bowler, our game day engineer, and to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer, back at 630 Chet. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reid Wilkins. You've been listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Have a great night.